the multi-award-winning podcast. You're about to hear is filled with naughty talk, including, <laughs> including talk sometimes on the subject of sex. I'm sorry, I'm giggling. Richard's making me laugh. Um, so, uh, and also, we sometimes use naughty words. In fact, let's be honest, we often use naughty words. So you probably need to know that this podcast may not be for everyone. Hello, I'm fam gang. How's everybody doing? Welcome to another episode of Accidentally MILF Online Dating Adventures After 50 with me, Angel Bliss, and my very special guest, the amazing Johnny Tooties. Also in the studio tonight, as usual, we've got the wonderfully long-locked Richard, who keeps making me laugh, and we've got the fabulous Freddie. That's a big cheer. <laughs> I know it is, and you totally deserve it, Freddie. Anyway, he's going to be chiming in from time to time with questions here and there. So coming up in this episode, oh dear me, am I ever going to find romance? Well, when you listen to this story, you might think that I'm never going to find romance. It's a pretty good story tonight, I have to say. Johnny later is going to be talking about how he grossly offended a completely bonkers woman because he ate some tuna. Um, and he's also going to be talking to us about a catfish experience that he had. Here's a little sneak preview. Like something goes off in her and she flips out. She's like, oh my God, how could you disrespect me like that? You're eating tuna before, before me? Oh my God. <laughs> And I took a look over my shoulder and this hobbit <laughs> was like coming around the corner with this massive grin on his face and he had a big mouth of brown teeth, which is the first thing that I noticed. And this big mop of curly black hair didn't exist anymore and he had about five strands dyed black combed over this dome-shaped head. Okay, so that's all coming up really soon. Before we get going, I just thought you might like a little behind-the-scenes insight into what goes on before we start recording, or before we think that we're recording this show. Here's us earlier tonight, before we knew that we were being recorded. Oh, I forgot about penis bending. That we can talk about penis breaking. I didn't t- did I tell you? Have you heard? Apparently it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, you can break. The way I'm curved, and then if you do dolly style, and you miss when you go right, out, you can, you're doing long strokes. You can break you it. Jam it up against the fucking. Right. I heard it go. <gasps> you can actually break it though, That's so good. that it becomes enough. I've had it bruise. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I mean, I'll tell it's it. A purple. Yeah, well, we'll end the anecdote with that. that. He told me that it. Uh, he didn't tell me that he had a broken penis, but he said that. I'll tell you in the thing. It's. Mm. It's. I can't believe it's not on the list of things I remembered. Break in penis. <laughs> yeah, let's get some yeah. waters. Yeah, thank you. Good idea. You got that good story for me last night about the... somebody offered him two hundred and fifty dollars for a picture, a picture of, his... of my butthole. Yeah. And I found one on Google and charged them dollars <laughs> 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 
What, your own butthole or a general? The general. Oh, right. yeah, a generic. Cast no, generic. Cast it off as his own. Like, how's he going to prove otherwise? Yeah. Are you re- is this recording? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 I didn't realise. be passionate uh, about buttholes. So Rich has just come in the room. He's pouring us some water. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> We're talking about buttholes, Richard. You missed it. Oh. What a shame. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that was the famous butthole story from a couple of episodes ago that we were talking about. Still not got that story out of my head. Okay, before we get going and I tell you all about my uh, latest date story, um, it's time for a listener's question. And this one comes from Josie from Los Angeles, my hometown. Um, She sent a lovely picture of herself. Josie, you are so cute. Um, Cute girl. Anyway, here's Josie's letter, letter, email. Hi, Angel and the gang. I've been with my boyfriend for four years. We're very much in love. And hopefully we're going to be getting married soon, but he's not actually proposed to me yet. The other day, he said he wanted to try BDSM. He'd done it before with a previous girlfriend, but had been too shy to raise the issue with me. I had to look it up on Google to work out what it was. When I read about it, I thought maybe that was a fun idea. I do trust my boyfriend and we've been together a long time so I don't feel there's any kind of safety issues. I quite like the idea of being dominated but when I said yes he said that he wanted me to dominate him not the other way round. I think I'd feel a little shy doing that because it's not something I've ever done before. What shall I do? Hmm. Well... I would say baby steps, baby steps. Um, I think if you feel safe with him and there's mutual respect there, you can certainly dip your toe in the water, do what he wants to do, but also suggest to him that it works both ways and you can do it the other way around as well. Take it from there. I wouldn't worry about being as open and as honest in your communication with him as you really want to be, especially if you're planning to marry him at some point. I think he might quite like it both ways. Who knows? But give it a go, especially if you trust him and you've got mutual respect. And let us know how it goes. We'd all like to hear how you get on and enjoy yourself. Thanks for writing in. And we will be sending you a little gift in the mail in the next couple of days. So look out for something special from us. And keep listening, Josie. Um, It's really nice that you wrote in. Thank you. This guy that I'm about to tell you about. They didn't do my usual um, quality control. I remember texting him beforehand. We were texting and um, I was like, no, sorry, I can't meet you. I'm really busy, really busy, really busy, really busy. And he said, oh, you work hard, don't you? I said, yeah, I do, actually. He said, oh, my my level of work, what I like to do is just coast. <laughs> just coast? I like to just coast. Oh, man. Yeah. Why did he even meet him? I know, that should have been a red flag, frankly. Yeah, I just like to coast. Like, it's so not sexy when somebody doesn't give a shit really about anything. Well, because there's no ambition. Yeah. Mm. Like, you need to be passionate about something, don't you? And you just said, uh, oh, let's meet for coffee. I was like, oh, I suppose there's nothing to lose. Rather than doing all the... You get jaded after a while doing the whole, so what do you do? 
repetitive. Can't be bothered. So I thought, oh, I've just gone meet him for coffee. It doesn't mean like I have to go any further with it than that. And I did say, can't stay long. I've got a deadline of work. Because I'm driving there and I, I recorded myself. I knew it was going to be a disaster. I knew that I wasn't going to like him. So I don't know why I even bothered going. Um, so on his profile, he had like foppy, curly... Mm a big head of mop of curly black hair and and then there was one photo with the top of his head sliced off but i thought well he's got the other two so he isn't completely bald not that i have a problem if somebody is bald if you're bald just own it and be proud don't try and like hide it um and his photos were all like treated and grainy i suppose the equivalent of like a snapchat filter except this was like a, he looked like an indie guitarist black and white weren't like they? a Huh? They were black and white. They were black and white, and they were grainy. They nice. Like it'd been scanned from a scanner from no, a photo, or more arty, artsy, oh, like okay, yeah. like he was in a band and and like an indie shoegazy type of, I don't know. Um, and he said, "What well, I thought I've never gone out with anyone who had a regular job, like a conventionally successful job. Never gone out with anyone who had any money, really, or like who was." You know, in any way conventionally normal. I thought, oh, that, this might be quite interesting. So he said he was in investments, and um, but then on his profile it said he was a marketing analyst. So in his text he said he was in investments, and on the profile, mar- they are two different jobs, <laughs> aren't they? Different. And I didn't pick up on that, mm-hmm. but I didn't care really. And then he said he was big into humanitarian causes. I thought, oh, a banker with a conscience, that could be, in you You know, I know you're not into that whole PC stuff, but, you yes, know. <laughs> but I just thought, yeah, yeah, multifaceted person. And apparently he was originally from Malaysia and had moved here when he was about 10 or something. So he looked pretty attractive on those photos. OK, so let's listen to what I said on the way to the date. Hi everybody. To be quite honest, I am like totally underwhelmed by at the prospect of this one. I'm meeting him for tea, for coffee. We're going to a place that doesn't even sell alcohol. Well, that's a change for a start. I don't think I've ever gone on a date with anybody that doesn't involve alcohol. Um, so that's a little nerve-wracking in itself, actually. Because um, a bit of Dutch courage does actually help me to just relax uh, and that isn't going to be there so that's number one but that's not why I, I'm, I'm just he's, he seems I don't I don't know much about him at all I don't really feel like we've built up much of a rapport really his pictures were a bit um, vague which bothers me he's meant to be six foot one or two but there's not a full body shot he doesn't look fat um, in his face but you just don't know do you I'm probably not going to recognise him from the photos I've seen um, he has a normal job which is a first for me he's also quite a lot younger than me too though to be honest he's 17 years younger than me and it's very telling isn't it that that to me seems like not so much who am I kidding um, I've only just realised actually that it's such a massive gap. Oh well, you know what, I'm on my way. It's going to be fine. Um, oh no, what am I doing? What is wrong with me? I actually think that I just have a bit of a screw loose when it comes to dating. 
But you know what? 17 years when you're my age, it's not that big. Um, obviously, I will be reporting back and you'll hear how my date went, like, very shortly. I'm almost there. I'm really actually quite nervous. Anyway, I'll report back. I'll let you know how I got on. And I just have a feeling I'm going to be really underwhelmed. Anyway, let's see how, how right I am. Okay, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye. So I got out of the car, walked towards the place and had real second thoughts about even going in. This is me again. Okay, I'm just outside the place. I'm just so tempted to bolt and run. I really am. Like, I'm just, I'm not feeling this at all. Um, I messaged him and said I was going to be about 10 minutes late, but I actually wasn't. So I sat in the car and now I've just gone to the entrance of the place and just got up the street. I just texted him to ask him if he was there and he hasn't replied yet. So um, it's one of those places where you order your stuff on the way in, so I don't know whether to get something or... or oh my goodness, I think that might be him. Oh, oh shit. No, it's not. I hope it's not. Oh my goodness, this is just so awful. I cannot bear that it's so excruciating. It's updated, we'll argue. I, oh my goodness, there's a guy over there that is not attractive and he's looking at his phone. If he sends a text now and my phone pings and therefore it's come from him, I... Is that him? Oh my goodness, what shall I do? I'm going to wait for him to reply to the message, I think. Sorry, I'm whispering. I feel a bit silly, I'm talking into my phone in the street. Um, he's kind of looking around, he's looking into his phone. Oh, this is so bad, I feel like running away. Would it be really bad if I ran away? Oh dear, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this again. The next person, not this one, but the next one that I go on a date with, I'm telling you, he's just going to have to be my boyfriend. I really can't do this anymore. It's just driving me insane. Actually, I don't think it was the ugly one, because otherwise he would have texted me back. I just feel like a complete dick right now. Um, why do I put myself through this? It would have been really good if I'd known what he looked like. I don't even know what this guy fucking looks like. This is just so excruciatingly awkward. Why don't you just go in and get some tea and sit down? Yeah, I'll do that. That's what I'm gonna do. And assume he's not there because he didn't re reply to my text. All right, I'll come back. Bye. I went in the line and I took a look over my shoulder and this hobbit <laughs> was like coming around the corner with this massive grin on his face and he had a big mouth of brown teeth which was the first thing that I noticed and this big mop of curly black hair didn't exist anymore and he had about five strands dyed black combed over this dome-shaped head and then what house. what Sorry. hair yeah what hair he did have was like greasy and like sticking it was just physically repulsive oh also he said he was six foot five foot six mm. seven maybe if, at that and again i don't mind if someone's five foot seven but own being five foot seven mm -hmm. so like 
I just knew, within a nanosecond, I was like, this is a complete waste of time, but it'll be a good story for the podcast, I was thinking. So we got ordered coffee and he made a massive, massive deal. I'll pay for yours. As though he was buying me a diamond ring. Like it was, it was a really big deal to him that he was actually shelling out money for coffee. Oh, and he said to me, you don't want anything to eat, do you? <laughs> Sounds like me. I know. Double so checking. I'll have to drop $6 on a wrap. And they just had cakes and stuff. And I was like, I don't want to eat with you. Like, really? No, find me the coffee. Got the coffee. And then he went straight to the corner. He's like, my dad was in the military and he's taught me I have to sit in the corner wherever I go so I can surveil the scene. Okay. Protecting you. Protecting very nice. No, no, no. So we got talking. I just was so disinterested. I was just so repulsed by what... Oh, the other thing in his profile, big into fitness, and I'm almost obsessive about healthy eating. It looked like he was pregnant. It looked like he had a watermelon under his sweater and he had on this like green v-neck sweater and it was a hot summer night really creased like just like he'd thrown like he'd made zero effort to even wear and then this big literally a big watermelon under his like he was pregnant maybe 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 his abs were just really that good no they weren't you trust me his abs were not good and like he obviously just bullshit he was into healthy eating and and exercise no way he'd even set foot in a gym in the last five years looking like he did anyway um so i was like oh so you work in investments well yeah i used to be in investments but uh, i had problems with my eyes and i went to my eye doctor and he said you're gonna have to change jobs so i work in a warehouse now <laughs> quite the leap and then I said, but weren't you in, into marketing? Weren't you? Yeah, well, I used to do some, I used to do some advertising. Was well, he a I don't know. Okay. I don't, no, maybe. Everything's just no, 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 no. Um, and then I said, oh, humanitarian stuff. Tell me about that. You said you were into humanitarian causes. I once gave a donation to Child Vision, he said. He's <laughs> <laughs> quite the altruist right there. Yeah. Um, but then he said when he was 29, he had a really successful... He was 39, I think. When he was 29, he had a really successful relationship with a woman that he met on OK Cupid, And he went out with her for four years and she was 63. So he was 29. And she, now, even for me, <laughs> that's just... Well, there's something weird. Am I being age gapist? No, but I it, mean, I did sleep with someone. Sleeping with somebody's <laughs> right, wife, four-year relationship. Someone. Could you have a four-year relationship with somebody that was I forty mean, who, years who older than age, you? Age is just a number. Like, I, such a, I hear that all the time. From, and that's what young guys roll out when they want to <laughs> try and. It's... No, but twenty-nine and sixty-three. That's a huge gap. Very Harold and Maude-esque. Then he told me, apropos of nothing that we'd just been talking about, that his neighbour had recently called him to tell him that her boyfriend had a tiny penis because he'd broken his penis with a dominatrix. I mean, who discusses this kind of thing on a first date? He said, <laughs> I was like, what? He said, yeah, yeah, he broke his penis. With a dominatrix. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. But this guy was sharing this with me within five minutes of meeting me on our first date. 
He sensed you were a great soul, probably. Uh, I, I was just, I mean, I didn't mind. How that did the dominatrix break the penis, though, did you ask? Um, he said apparently, like, it, it just, it's a, a common, a common-ish type thing. It can happen if someone's particularly rough. And but it dominatrix, dominatrices is the right girl. Um, I don't think they typically sleep with their clients. So maybe she stomped maybe, on it. Maybe yeah, she forced maybe, him to get a, yeah. an erection and then stomped on it yeah. with the, the heel of yeah. her oh. I didn't ask. I didn't ask for the detail. <laughs> I would have asked. I would have followed up. But yeah. like he, he said he was a marketing analyst too, right? Like yeah. I went to 7-Eleven earlier and I... I checked the the need a penny take a penny trade to see if they had something. So I guess that makes me a financial analyst, of right course there. You yeah. Are. Yeah. I can put that on my profile now. Good idea. Good idea. Um, and then I did actually decide I wanted to get some cake, so I went and I said I'm going to go and get some cake. And he said, "Oh, would you like me to get it for you?" I was like, "No, no, it's fine. Do you want some?" He's like, "No, no, I'm good." So I got this cake and I didn't like it. So he took home my leftovers in a doggy bag. Yeah, of course. I would <laughs> no, have done the same thing. No, that's so no. cheap. Yeah, oh, whatever, whatever. Somebody else had I'd eaten off it. Like, and he took it home yeah, in a you box. Eat that. You should have taken that as a compliment. No. He wasn't afraid of your germ. Ew, no, no. <laughs> yeah, just I'm, I'm not letting that cake go to waste. Really? Would, would you really have done that? $15 Starbucks cake? Fuck it, I'm taking it home. What if it was like a plate of, like... <laughs> Meat and gravy and peas and stuff, and I'd left them. Would you have taken that home in a I box? I mean, it depends how much I paid for it. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I thought it was good, and I mean, anyway, <laughs> no, but the really funny part was at the end, so he left, and he's oh, oh, the other thing, he kept saying, he kept licking his lips and saying, Oh, you're really beautiful. It's very good. Anyway, so we left the place. His car was in one direction, mine was in another, and un and sadly, he didn't go to his car. He came. He wanted to walk me to my car. You know, a gentleman. <laughs> then he mm -hmm. said to me, "I was like, right, I've got to go. I've got a deadline. England deadline. First thing in the morning. Got to go get something delivered, which lucky I'd set up before." And he said to me, "So, do you think that the age gap is going to be a problem for us?" <laughs> I, like, I said, no, the age yeah. gap's not a problem at all. <laughs> and not then I sped off into the night. So did he keep messaging no, you after? No, nothing or? ever. No, he knew. No, no, never heard from him ever since. Thankfully. At least, yeah, at least you didn't have to. Yeah, he wasn't, a, yeah, he knew. He knew that, yeah, mm -hmm. it wasn't going like, mm -hmm. ew. Oh, I feel, no, I actually honestly feel nauseous just thinking about <laughs> that now. <laughs> Ew. Anyway, so this is me in the car on the way home. Oh my goodness gracious me. I'm tinsy wincy wincy wincy. Little bit speechless. That was the most excruciating date I have ever been on in the whole of my life. And actually, oh, I can't do it anymore. I really, oh, why didn't I just trust? I knew, I knew that that was not going to be good. Why did I go with it? What on earth was I thinking? I was absolutely repulsed. 
and I know it sounds mean. He said, oh yeah, he said, first of all, right, I think the photos that he used were probably 10 years out of date, judging by the lack of hair on his head compared to the, the curly hair pictures and the kind of quite a youthful look in the photos, nothing like that. I felt a bit sorry for him. I'm a bit in shock, because even at myself. There we go, a bit of entertainment for the night. See you later. So, what did I do wrong there? I mean, like, I suppose I should have cut it shorter, faster. Like, I should have owned the fact that this isn't how... I should have never gone there in the first place. How long place. were you with them? An hour and a half, like uh, way too long. I, yeah, I, way too long. I mean, twenty but minutes. You said you were like fascinated, like he was a fascinating character. Oh, uh, yeah, like an anthropological it study was, for the most part. It was an anthropological study. Yeah, it really was. Like I knew from a nanosecond in that it was not going anywhere. That if if he was the last man in the world, I wouldn't snog him. Well, if you didn't want to snog him, but you didn't see like any value anthropologically or material wise <laughs> then i mean should have kept us like 15 I minutes know. 20 minutes I'm, I'm and a bit found like, a way to go i don't like hurting people's feelings yeah. i suppose and and like it would have been awkward and it's so well i left as soon as i but felt. you didn't do anything to lead them on or anything no no no, no. no what about you though johnny you must have had some bad ones yeah i had just gotten off work and this was when i was still dancing and i'd gotten home it was like 2 a.m and this girl's she'd been texting me and she lived in santa monica and she'd basically been like let me come over let me come over let me come over very persistent and so in like a moment of weakness at like 1 30 when i was finishing up i'm like yeah come over it's fine so she ubered over from santa monica i'm at home i'm hungry some I'm a dickhead who lifts weights, so I'm eating a can of tuna when I'm at home. And she knocks on the door, and she's, I don't know if she's drunk or she's on pills or something, but she's loopy. Like, she's under the influence of something. She's like, hi, what's up? What's going on? And then she sees me eating the can of tuna, and like something goes off in her and she flips out she's like oh my god how could you disrespect me like that you're eating tuna before before me oh my god and <laughs> i don't have the patience for that shit i'm like what i can't eat tuna in my freaking apartment i'm overpaid for after a long night at work so i just shut that down i'm like all right you gotta go and she's like no 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 i'm really sorry i'm really sorry i was like nope because I was at that moment, I was yeah, out of it, and like I'm not gonna try to recover. It's late, so I told her she had to leave. I didn't want to deal with her in her fucking altered state, and I shut the door on her. And she's banging on the door, and I ignore her, and she cursing, and she leaves, or at least I think. I start getting my phone is blowing up with phone calls from her, you know, and it's like one after the other after the other after the other after the other and starts leaving voicemails security comes up to my place like hey this girl's down here i was like dude i know fucking it's boot her out like she's crazy so she's on something 
and I guess security eventually gets her out, but like she won't refuse to leave and she keeps calling my fucking phone and texting me and everything and I can't make it stop. I do and I guess she goes home. The next day, the phone calls continue. No. And it's, I block the number and then all the calls start coming in as unknowns and you can't block an unknown number. And I'm exhausted because it's like a Terminator, but they make a phone call instead of firing a gun at you. And then the voice voicemails start pouring in, and they're long voicemails. They're like five seconds. They're like a minute thirty. Johnny, that's what you get when you get a woman coming round at two o'clock in the morning. What on earth do you expect? Like a nice church-going girl who sings in the choir. <laughs> Have you ever been successfully catfished? Yeah, there's a bunch on online, and I, I think people get off on like there's like a psychological thrill to them of talking to someone that are fooling someone that it's they they i think it's rooted in power like they have the upper hands and or maybe they want to feel mm. what it feels like to talk to an attractive man that, maybe and be that flirted too, with by an attractive the, man it's sick and i firmly it's believe cat, catfish should be prosecuted but there was one i i dealt with and the deception just went really deep where this is just all always an excuse not to send me a certain type of picture you know, all the pictures were kind of stock photos um she said she was at a baseball game and then updated her social media her fake social media account that she had friended me on to be a picture you know she's like i can't send you a picture right now i'm at a baseball game and then a minute later on her social media she posted a picture of a baseball game but she said she was at a dodgers game and it was a different stadium. <laughs> so I'm like, that's not the Dodger Stadium. So it's a fucking liar. Yeah. But the, the fact that you're going to those lengths to keep up just the, this ruse, it's, it's sickening. I do consider myself to be of reasonable intelligence and it is really easy to fall for these scams. You have to be super, super careful. Now I feel like I can smell them a mile off. But years ago, I was very gullible. Mm -hmm. And it takes a while to actually... You can spot a fake photo a mile off and a mm -hmm. fake profile a mile off now. But when you first dip your toes in those dating waters, it's shark-infested. I mean, Look, I know it's a cliche, but it's true. I get... I can usually... Like, a lot of catfish don't really try to hide it or they're not good at hiding it that well i'll get like on instagram i'll get girls following me that are pretty girls and their profiles at like first glance look real but you check the dates on the photos and all the day all the photos were uploaded uploaded on the same day which is always a sign mm -hmm. or if they message you and they start like trying to talk sexual like sorry beautiful girls don't message strange guy or strangers on instagram and start trying to no. have conversations about how big your dick is like no. gay men do that <laughs> <laughs> I'm like why is this supermodel messaging me asking me if i'm cut or uncut you know yeah it's not the first question you should be asking for your on a potential day well, they, really, they so. make it like the third question i think that's far enough to bury it i'm like no they just don't talk like that and they use much more coarse language yeah that women typically don't use especially like on an instagram with a stranger yeah. I never quite figured out, though, what the point of it was. Like, what did they get off on, really? Like, is it just pretending to be attractive and getting attention? Is it to try and fool you? Like, I really don't understand what they get, or even what they're trying to get out of me. 
Like well, they want I, at least in this instance, I know they want nude pictures or they want to get photos. They ain't going to get that from me. Yeah, well, they don't know that. Money. I mean, there's a lot of scammers yeah. that try. They prey on lonely older women mm -hmm. and try to make them believe that they're falling in love with them. And they're always abroad, on in Afghanistan or somewhere on, but in, often in the in the mine in the oil rig industry. They're posted. They're they're in the middle of nowhere, and then but they, f they try and get you to fall in love with them so that you'll pay for them a ticket to go and visit them or oh I lost my wallet and can you just send me three hundred dollars or and I know women who've fallen victim to these I, I mean it's in the I news mean, all the time ridiculous. too yeah. but it's really rife and people are falling for them so they're really easy to spot you know if someone says they're god fearing um if somebody says they're in the army like on twitter i get them all the time as well mm -hmm. people who they post pictures of them in their military uniforms and they're like dead giveaway i do loads of like scam scammer baiting i love to like um message them mm. and have these long elongated ridiculous conversations with them and then i post them on that's Twitter. a good idea it stops them scamming it, it, well it, it, yeah, but they don't, they don't understand that they like they're yeah. just thick a lot yeah. of the time but it's funny it entertains me anyway <laughs> If you want to read some of my scam beta conversations, go to my Twitter page, which is Angel Bliss or at Cherubic Milf. We'll see if we can put some on the website as well, just for a bit of fun. Okay, so we're almost out of time, but before we go, as usual, we need to recap on three of the top tips that you have learned in this episode. Number one is a repeat of a previous tip, but it has to be repeated again and again and again because it's so important. Follow your gut. If you have a gut feeling about somebody that you're not going to have a nice time with them, like I did, you heard me on the way to that date. I said, I don't think I'm going to like him. Why I didn't listen to my gut on that one, I really don't know. So please learn from what I did. Trust your gut. If you don't think you're going to have a good time with somebody, don't go. Number two, if you are in the middle of a bad date or you just know from the get-go that this ain't happening, have the courage to cut it short. Make an excuse if you feel like you need to make an excuse, but don't do what I did and sit with somebody for an hour and a half of your life that you'll never get back. And number three, be very, very vigilant about spotting scammers. Some things to look out for. If a guy says he's in the military and one of his pictures is him wearing a military uniform with badges, be very, very careful. If he's stationed abroad, that's another red flag. Or if somebody says they're working on an oil rig or they're a geoengineer. If they're stationed abroad, why are they looking for a relationship in a far-flung country? That is generally a big red flag and sooner or later they're going to ask you for money for a plane ticket to come and see you. Other red flags to spot. If they say they're God-fearing, I know some people genuinely are God-fearing, but for me, God-fearing is a bit of a red flag. And if they call you dear a lot, a lot of these scammers will call you dear. That's a massive red flag. And as Johnny said, if someone has an Instagram profile and all of the photos have been uploaded in a very, very short space of time, that's also something to be aware of. 
Anyway, I'm sorry, but that's all we've got time for in this episode. But we will be back again in the next episode. You're going to hear all about the time when Angel Bliss found a boyfriend. Oh, yes. For a little while, I actually had a boyfriend. And you're going to hear all about it next week. And Johnny (laughs) is going to be talking about his days dancing in the go-go bars of Hollywood and a particularly generous proposition he was given. I would receive proposition nightly. Large sums that were offered, and all they wanted to do was blow me. So it just seemed really sweet, and we really gelled, and at the end of the night, he was like, I want you to be my girlfriend. I was like, oh, I I haven't had a boyfriend for... 20 years. Like, Middle Ooh. school. Got, but, yeah, it was really like that. It was really like that. Please join our online community that's growing by the day. Go to our website, accidentallymilf.com, and you'll get the links to all of our social media pages. There's loads of fun going on on there, lots of banter and lots of funny things being posted. So please join and be a member of our Accidentally Milf family, our AmFam gang. Also, please send in voice notes with your dating stories or if you prefer to just email us, that's cool too. And whichever stories are featured in the show, we'll get a prize that we'll send to you. Please spread the word about the podcast. Tell all your friends, especially the ones that are single and also the ones that are coupled up so they can uh, have a good laugh at our shenanigans. Um, Please also drop us a nice review. It really helps. And subscribe to the podcast if you can. That'd be great. All right. Love you all. Thanks to Richard. Thanks to Freddie. And thanks again, as always, to the amazing Johnny Two Ts. We'll see you next time. Have a fantastic evening, day, or whatever time of the day you're listening to this. And uh, stay safe if you're online dating. Do give it a go if you're tempted. It really can be fun. Love you all. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by the Fab Team at Glistening Productions. It was produced by Angela Smith and Jeff Tetro. Music is by Epidemic Sound and the theme music is by Ten Towers. Studio producer was Freddie Chopper. Studio engineer is the lovely Richard Venti. Consulting producer is Phil Parsons. Executive producers are Angela Smith and M. Jacoby. And I'm your host, Angel Bliss, with special guest Johnny Two Ts. Glistening Productions. <laughs> so I dated an electrician, and you know what's coming, don't you? Sparks flew.